Hi guys and welcome to the show. Today I've got my good friend Jason Adams on. Uh, he talks about when he realized his true size by seeing a photo of himself with his family. It hit him like a ton of bricks and forced him to make a change. Mindset and accountability are the secrets to this dad's whopping 62 pound weight loss journey as well as his ability to maintain that weight loss. Join us as we take Jason through his journey to a healthy mind and healthy body and shares his passion for now helping other dads be the best version of themselves for their kids. Welcome to the Be Their Dad Show. Becoming a father is one of the most rewarding yet challenging times life has to offer. One man has made it his mission to help fellow dads lead long, active lives with their kids. Here he is, your host, Miles Lundy. Jason, welcome to the podcast. You caught my attention in the healthy in my Healthy Driven Dads group recently, or actually a little while back, you had a post in there that you had done about your health journey, and I thought, hmm, that looks pretty impressive. I got to get this guy on and have a chat to him. So thanks for coming on. Thanks, Miles. Thanks for having me. Of course. And so for the people that know you out there that are listening or watching in, um, can you just give us a bit of a background, brief summary of, uh, of yourself? Well, I'm a dad. I'm husband. You know, I've got three little girls. I just turned 40 in August. So, uh, mm, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a good thing. I made it to 40. Um, but I, my for vocation, I'm a health coach now. I help people get healthy. I had kind of, and that's why we're on here. Of course, I had my own health journey. Um, but I love to be active, get out, do things. Um, uh, this recently, this last year, I've really tried to step up my fitness game. It's not really been my forte. I always like getting out and playing sports and things like that, but not necessarily going to the gym. So I'm kind of working on that. And, uh, you know, I just love, I love getting out doing things with our family and, uh, being a support to other people. So, I really appreciate a chance to come on here. Amazing. And just to get going in here, what is your favorite movie growing up? If you had to pick one, what would it be from, from your childhood? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to go with uh, Goonies. Nice. Yeah. And what is that? Uh, did you have a favorite character? Who's your favorite person on Goonies? I would pro well, I'd probably have to say Chunk. Yeah. Can't go past yep. the hunk of yeah the yeah the hunk of chunker, can you? Truffle shuffle. The truffle no, shuffle, shuffle is the best. <laughs> he was. Hilarious. I actually had my uh, Goonie shirt on yesterday. I should have worn it tonight. Oh, damn, that would have been good. That would have been perfect. Yeah, I want to get it remade so it says the Adams never say die instead of the Goonies never say die because that's what the shirt says. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. The nostalgia is just thick. Yeah, it's great. All right, and. So uh, let's just jump into things. Before we get talking about the present and your health coaching and your journey where you're at right now, let's just start with the journey and becoming a father, obviously, so many of us can, um, as dads can relate to. Uh, what was life like for you prior to having kids? Where were you at in life? What were you doing? So, yeah, my wife and I got married. I was 26. Um, and so we were, we were married for a few years. Uh, before meeting her, I had a couple of serious relationships, but I was kind of just dating a lot and then uh, we ended up meeting and obviously you see what happened there um, but we were married for a few years and we just kind of really just we uh, rode motorcycles a lot uh, we you know we both worked a full-time job we had I mean our kids were our dogs at that time so we, we did a lot of stuff you know just just not a lot of traveling as, as far as like going to other countries or anything it was just a lot more 
around our own area. Um, and you know, I, I gotta say, like, if I look back at it, I feel like we may have kind of, uh, squandered some of that time. If that makes sense. Oh, you know, pre kids, like we didn't, uh, we didn't use it to the fullest, mm. but you know, then, then once we had kids, I mean, you know, that, that changes everything. But you know, I remember, um, gosh, this is such a waste of time, but I remember us going out and kind of being out late. I'm not a drinker. Uh, I've never done drugs or smoked. I'll smoke a cigar once in a while, but, um, you know, so we'd, we'd be out late at night. I'm just a night out and we'd sleep till like two in the afternoon. That's one thing I remember pre-kids just like just sitting in bed all day. <laughs> now I look back, I'm like, what a waste of time. I could have been doing so many things, but you know, that's just kind of, kind of some of the things that we did. Um, it's crazy. Isn't but, it? We talk my wife and I talk about that as well. Sometimes we're like, what did we do with our life before we had kids? Cause we both felt really busy, you know, and then we had kids and right. you know, it's a whole nother level. And then, yeah, we do the same thing. We're like, Remember, you know, on like Saturday morning or, you know, Saturday, Sunday mornings, you just would sleep till 11 or 12. Like how, yeah. why such a waste? Like <laughs> what was I doing with my life? I know. But now, now if we have a chance, we'd probably still do it again. <laughs> well, mm, yes, probably, probably yeah. you'd yeah. slip back into old habits. But it would be like one day instead of, you know, if you had a whole week to do it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, not much, not too much traveling and you obviously just, you know, living and enjoying your life. So, and then, um, and then you obviously had kids. What, what happened? How was life? So you've got, sorry, how many did you got? You had three daughters, did you say? Yep. We have three girls. Yeah. Whoa, Eight, seven, a, and four. That's a handful. That is a handful. <laughs> my story, I've said this before, I think in one of the podcasts previously is like, I, my vision for my life was I was going to have five boys cause I'm into basketball. And so I wanted five boys for like team Lundy um, to, you know, to dominate the basketball world, which is crazy, of course. Um, and then, uh, we had my, we didn't know what we were going to have. And I had my daughter and then I was like, that's it. No more kids. One kid is good. Like I don't want any more. So you're good. Yeah. yeah. Squash it. So I don't know how you do it with three girls. I, uh, well, that was three tries at a boy. If you ask me, um, I just want, I wanted one boy. Uh, my dad actually had uh, five boys with three different women. So, you know, in my mind, I was a shoe in, but apparently it skipped a generation, but they're all healthy. They're all fun. They're, they're great. Got their own little personality. So you can't that's ask for you, anything more. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Isn't it? My dad's one of six boys. So yep. My, uh, my grandmother never knew what it was like to have a little daughter, unfortunately, but yeah, one of six as well. So I thought I'd be pretty good with a chance for my five boys, but yep, no, not to be. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, um, take us through, you know, what was like with, with kids? How did things adjust for you? How did, how did things play out with having kids? You know, that was fun. There's one thing that like, so my, my dad, uh, wasn't the best dad to me. I, I actually didn't talk to him since I was 10 years old. Uh, up until last year, he got sick and he ended up passing away. So that was the first time in, you know, almost 30 years that I had talked to him. Uh, so when we had kids, I, or when we had our daughter, our first daughter, I really just wanted to be a good dad. You know, I wanted to be there and, you know, it's, uh, I mean, having kids is a transition. You know, it, it's funny when, when she had, my wife had our baby, like it just, instantly there was some kind of instinct I don't know whatever it was but it was like a like a switch just turned on instantly and I was like okay give me that baby that's my baby you know hand her over um and 
you know, it was fun. It's fu- it's funny to look back because you know everybody thinks their baby's beautiful, right? And I don't know if you've ever watched Seinfeld at all. Ever seen I know that the- one. Yep. Yep. I know oh, where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you see know, the baby. Yep. Exactly. So it's funny looking back. Our our daughter, our youngest daughter, she was so skinny. She looked like a little alien. But you know, you just now that I look back, but now she's beautiful. But back then I was like, Oh wow. I, I didn't realize <laughs> that's what she looked like. Um, but it doesn't matter because you're just so enamored with that child. And it made me think about my dad too, though. Cause, cause I was so like, I just love this little baby so much. Like I just thought about how could, how could someone not want to see their kid? Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah. for me, yeah, it was just, it was just really fun. And, and I was a dad that wanted to be involved. Like I want, you know, like if my wife was like, Hey, I, I need to go out for a girl's night. I'm like, get out of here. I got, you know, I got bottles. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm here. I want I always wanted to be an involved dad and I love kids. So that worked out good. Good man. And how did you reconcile that with your thoughts for your dad? Cause uh, actually someone I just had on, uh, I did a interview with the other day, had a similar scenario to you with the, with the dad. So it's interesting. These are coming up in um, successive order here. Um, how did you yeah, reconcile the, the, that thinking about, well, how can anyone not want to be around the kid? Cause I would, I would think the same. Yeah. I would think the same thing myself. Right. Well, growing up, it really affected me a lot. And I mean, even, even into my, 20s I think into my 30s I was I was getting you know kind of realizing like okay it's not me right because as kids you put a lot of that blame on yourself you 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 know like self-confidence like what's wrong with me why doesn't he love me like what would he want to be in my life um and just recognizing that hey it's kind of a deadbeat dad unfortunately I mean there's not much not much else to say about it because you know, I have half brothers, I have four half brothers and all of them have also had bad experiences with our father. And, you know, just kind of recognizing that and saying, okay, this is not me and taking myself out of it and saying, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that he's missing out on all this. I remember my stepdad um, saying to me one time, he goes, you know, I just feel really sorry for Paul that he's missing out on all this. Cause my stepdad is really great with, with our girls. And, uh, you know, he, that's their grandpa. They don't know any different, but I just remember him saying that and thinking to myself, yep, he is. And, you know, again, it's unfortunate, but there's nothing to change about that. And, um, I feel like when I got to that point where I'm like, it's just too bad for him, mm. you know, he's missing out, you know, yeah. that's, that's where I kind of like let that go. And, doesn't mean it's always that wounds always, you know, closed or anything like that's, that's still a tough thing to deal with, right? To know your dad's still alive, but basically lost your dad. Uh, And, you know, so that's always something I think a lot of men that might have some issues with their father will have to deal with. But, you know, through a lot of personal development and things like that actually have helped me a lot uh, in that journey. I was going to ask you about that. So how did you then deal with that? You said it knocks your self-confidence and self-worth and all those things, obviously um, as a kid growing up and then coming into you know adulthood, how did that, how did that kind of play out? How did that affect you? Um, and then be interested to hear kind of what kind of personal development stuff you did. Um, you know, anything that really worked or worked, worked well for you? A lot of, 
a lot of my issues were like with rejection, you know, so like you're, <laughs> you're probably basically rejecting you by, you know, never calling you again. Um, you know, so that I had to work through that a lot. So that would be, that would really show up as it in like maybe friends didn't call you on time or, um, you know, somebody, somebody said something that should have been a very, a very small, not even argument, but very small conversation. And it all of a sudden turned into this, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. You know, they don't, they don't like me. They don't want to be around me. Um, so I dealt with that a lot, you know, probably mid twenties and then well, probably even in, into my thirties too. Uh, and then just kind of starting to build some self-confidence and, and self-worth and being proud of, of who I am and just knowing that, Hey, if somebody doesn't call you, doesn't mean they don't love you. doesn't mean that they don't, uh, they don't want to be around you anymore. Maybe they got in a car accident. Maybe they got busy. Maybe they just forgot, you know? So instead of my mind going to that place, that negative place where I'm not worthy, nobody wants to be around me going to like, I don't know what the story is and I'll, I'll talk to them later. I'll figure it out. And maybe it's all of a sudden somebody doesn't like me. That's okay. I can, I can deal with that now. You know, I'm like, Oh, it's a bummer, but it's okay. I know I'm a good guy. I know I'm fun to be around. So, you know, it gets to that point where you're like, it is what it is. Um, and that obviously hasn't happened. So, <laughs> you know, so all those other thoughts that you have going through your head are not, not even true. Um, and you're just, you're just making up this story that is so far from reality that it's just taking you out of the game. And yeah. so one thing I love is just don't make up your own story because you don't know. Mm. And so what's, uh, what personal, I mean, it's great. That's great. You've been able to come to that realization. I think it's just comes, I feel like it's part and parcel with just, um, you know, aging, just getting older and, and being like comfortable in your own skin and be like, well, I mean, whatever, if they don't want to hang out with me, that's their problem. You know, like it's, I am who I am and you know, they, I'm sure they have the reasons why, but it doesn't have to mean that I negatively, it negatively impacts, you know, how I feel about myself. Um, and so what, what personal development stuff did you do? Anything, anything formal or informal or any books or anything you'd recommend, um, out there for others, you know, kind of looking for that same kind of closure or, um, improvement, self-development, that kind of stuff. So I really didn't start that until, uh, I actually started my health journey and we started our business. Um, one book that really stood out to me is emotional intelligence 2.0 that book really helped uh, just the way I looked at things and reacted to things. And, you know, it's, it's the, um, the idea of like staying above the line, right. There's like the drama and, you know, negativity and argumentative and just really trying to stay above that line a lot. But that was one book that really helped me. And then um, I, I really love some Tony Robbins stuff. I thought that that was really helpful as well. Who doesn't you know, love Tony and, Robbins? He's the he's the man, isn't he? You know, I think he's just like anybody. He's got some haters, but I I love his stuff. I actually went to Unleash the Power Within uh, this year in August. Oh, you got to tell me about that. I'm so yeah, jealous. So that was, tell me, tell me about it. Yeah. So uh, my my coach, my uh, business coach, mentor, um, and well, you know, when we get into my health journey, you'll kind of understand where that comes from. Um, I follow Tony Robbins on Instagram. And so he, I saw that he's coming into Chicago and I wasn't even on my radar cause I wasn't going to look 
for like another year to, to go to an event. And I just wrote on there. I'm like, Hey, Tony, love to take you to lunch. You know, wish I could go to the event, something like that. Like, you know, he'll never answer. Well, then my, my coach, uh, wrote back on there. He goes, dude, I'm going, he lives in Arizona. He's like, I'm going, I'm like, Oh man, that's so awesome. So jealous, you know, whatever. And then a couple days later I get a text for him and he's like, Hey, I can get you a discounted ticket. You know, I can get you a ticket for like 500 bucks and it's a floor seat. That's like a $1,500 ticket. And like, I didn't even hesitate. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. So then I found a, an Airbnb in Chicago and, and got that and stayed in somebody's extra room. And <laughs> there he was at least power within. It was awesome. It was such a cool experience. Amazing. How many days is it at least power within? Uh, three days. Nice. Yeah. And what was your key takeaway with that? Like what was your big, you know, aha moment or, you know, the thing that you got out of it? Uh, a lot of it was, uh, a lot of what Tony teaches is kind of your state and getting yourself back in state. So a lot of, we've spent a lot of time on that. And, you know, it's, he always says like, make your move. Like you always see him, he like pounds his chest. That's kind of like his move. That's getting him in state, you know? And so, uh, a lot of that because, you know, we can go throughout the day and we can get upset about something. We could, um, something could happen that could just kind of derail us and that could last throughout the day. And then all of a sudden a bad moment turns into a bad day, could turn into a bad week instead of just letting that be a bad moment. And then, okay, I'm done with that. Let's move on. Let's get back at it. Uh, that was one thing. And then also just uh, kind of going back to the self-worth a little bit. One of the exercises that I loved was you're basically, I'll try to explain it well. So you, you are standing in a house, you're standing in a house and you're looking out into a driveway and you see somebody walking up the driveway and I'm doing the shortened version too. So <laughs> you see somebody walking up the driveway and you know that person, you know, it's someone that you, you trust. It's someone that you love. It's someone that you know has your best interests at heart. You know, so it's someone that you're walking up and you're like, oh, it's them. It's awesome that they're here. And then you watch this person walk up and that person gets to the door and then they reach in their pocket. They have a key. They unlock the door of the house and they walk in. And when they're walking in, you just feel this, this overwhelming joy that they're kind of just putting out there. And they're so proud of you and so proud of what you've done and just what you've accomplished. And they're just looking around in awe and just like, wow, wow, you've really done it. You, you set out to do all the goals and uh, all of a sudden they turn and look into a mirror and then it's you, <laughs> you know, and it's so, and it's just this thing of just being proud of what you've done and just thankful for, for yourself and the journey you've been on and the accomplishments you've done that was probably one of the things that hit me the hardest because when you're looking at that, you're kind of looking out like five or 10 years and then, you know, that person's walking in. So you, you have that, you're envisioning that house that you have or, you know, where you're living and all that. So that was probably one of the coolest things for me was just, you know, cause I fight the battle of not being happy where I'm at, even though, it's good. It's a good place. And, and what we've done over the last few years is it's pretty awesome and remarkable. And I'm in a place that I never thought I would be, but you know, my personality is I'm always wanting to drive the next thing. 
and I don't always take the time to appreciate what's been accomplished so far. And so for me, that was a really good one because even just where we're at right now, it's such a cool place compared to, you know, four years ago, if I wouldn't have made the changes I did where we would be now. And I don't even, I don't even know what that would look like, but it definitely wouldn't be as good as it is today, you know? So, so that's one of the, one of the biggest things that really hit me during that whole weekend. That's great, man. That, uh, like I said, very jealous. You're able to go to that. Um, that resonates with me a lot too. I can, I can see I'm the, I'm very similar in that, you know, I'm a, I'm more of a big picture thinker. And so it's never about the thing I've got now. I don't appreciate it nearly as much. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not that it's the next thing. That's, that's what I really want to get to, you know? And then it's, it's going to be careful because in that space, then I can tend to not be happy. It's like, it's okay to be a bit dissatisfied where you're at. Cause of course that leads you to the, you know, focus on the next thing, but then you still have got to be happy with where you're at. Cause it's always now, like it's, it's never, you're never going to get to the next thing. Cause it's always then going to be the next thing after that. So like be happy in the yep. moment and just appreciate what you've got in that moment. Um, rather than always living for the future. Yeah. Uh, another good book on that is, um, that Eckhart Tolle guy who has the power of now. Have you read that? You know, that guy at all? No, I've heard that book. I haven't read it though. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it was a big one a while back, um, and yeah, so it's it's really all about it. You know, the power of now. It's just that's the only moment you have, and how you how you deal with that, and how we think so much. Like so much of our lives, we we live in the past or in the future or in some other place that w- will never actually happen. You know, it's always just in this moment here. So yeah, that resonates a lot. So let's move on and go into the journey of kind of where you're at, as you've been kind of alluding to and and cutting in and out of with the health journey that you've been on. Tell me, tell me a bit about that. Where's, where was the start of that? How, you know, where were you at? How bad did it get for you? Um, what was that like for you? So really mine started, well, probably I would say started in childhood because uh, we live in the Midwest and, you know, nutrition wasn't anything that my family really focused on. I mean, we always had the Twinkies and Swiss rolls and things like that in the, uh, in the cupboard and, you know, a lot of casseroles and things like that. And whereabouts um, do you so, live? Sorry. Oh, I, I live uh, just a little bit outside of Chicago, Illinois. So that's kind of, you know, meat and potatoes. That's kind of like our standard meat, potatoes, corn. <laughs> that's I like the standard. Uh, I'm an Iowa boy. Yep. So, yep, I understand. Are you? Yep. Okay. I was, well, I was wondering because there's a little, like there's a, a little accent. Thing? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Well, I've been there. I've been in Australia now for like 16 years. So like, I don't really fit uh, anywhere. Okay. I've, I've got an accent here because I'm definitely still American to all the Australians. And then when I'm in America, I definitely don't have the American full accent anymore. So I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm an Australian to the Americans. So I'm a, a country of nowhere. Man okay. Of- well, that's a whole nother conversation because I want <laughs> you to tell me how you got there eventually. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. so yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yep. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. So, yeah, so nutrition wasn't really uh, anything that we, you know, I guess worried about as a family. It was, you know, kind of ate whatever. Um, and, you know, there's, I, I had little spots where I was kind of a chubby kid for a little while, then I had a growth spurt, thin out, you know, had all that. I started skateboarding in the middle of high school and just, I was just rail thin because we, I mean, that's all we did. We just skateboarded every day. Uh, so, but when I was 19, I ended up breaking my leg skateboarding. And I got laid up for, um, I mean, I had my cast on for like six months. I really did a good number on my leg, tore my ankle, you know, I had a plate in my leg, all that good stuff, but I didn't change my eating habits at all. So in a year span, I gained 70 pounds. That's 
seven zero. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty good effort. That's hard to do. You might, well, you must really working on it hard. A lot of a lot of fast food and overeating <laughs> will do that very quickly, and not much um, you know physical activity. So that kind of started my I would say my yo-yo dieting career because then I would just do I would do all kinds of things. I would just try to lose the weight and I'd lose some weight, gain it all back, you know, kind of the standard thing of, you know, what most people go through up and down, up and down, which is such a frustrating place to be because each time that you think you, you got it this time around and all of a sudden two, three months later, it's all crept back on. It's, it's so disheartening. So I went through that process. Um, and actually when we bought our house here, I was doing Weight Watchers and, but I was coming, getting off of work. So I was working like, you know, 10 hours or whatever. I was getting off work. I'd come right over to the house. I would work till, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then go home, go to sleep, go to work, come back over here. So just doing that. And so there's a lot of physical activity. So I ended up losing quite a bit of weight. I lost about 40 pounds in that time span. Uh, but then obviously it all came back and then a little bit more. Uh, so summer 2014, I got to my heaviest weight I'd ever been, and I started having some medical concerns, which weren't really ever a thing before. But this time around, I got to my heaviest weight. I was just over 250 pounds. Uh, my snoring was bad enough to where I was waking my wife up. Didn't really affect me, but <laughs> affected my wife, which probably did in turn affect me. Um, <laughs> constant heartburn every day blood pressure. They're talking about medication, you know, I'm mid thirties talking about meds. Like that's just, for me, that was not an option. So, um, you know, I, I, my knees hurt a lot, just all those kind of things, just at the end of the day, just not feeling good coming home, taking a nap after work, all those kind of things. But it wasn't enough for me to like make the change. Cause I had like mentally thrown in the towel at that point. I think from all those years, those 15 plus years of struggle, like I was just like done with this. I'm not doing another quote unquote diet. I'm not going to do anything else. So it wasn't until we took a little vacation that summer and my wife took a picture of me on the beach with my shirt off, of course. And uh, I don't know if she did it on purpose, but I'm thankful she did because once I saw that picture and I happened to just be standing with one of our daughters, when I saw that picture, that was just like, it just floored me. I was like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I looked like. And I didn't know that was the example I was being for my girls. Cause I've got three girls. I don't want them growing up with those same kind of issues that I've had. You know, they're going to have enough things to deal with as, as girls, you know, but we don't need to add anything to it. So for me, I was to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to figure something out. And I don't know if it's, you know, serendipity or whatever you want to call it, but I think maybe the next weekend or a week after that, walking into church, a friend of mine was walking out and I hadn't seen him in about a month. And at that point he was doing the program that I ended up doing and he was down like 30 pounds and it was just such a night and day difference. And I actually thought he was sick because it was just a really <laughs> a quick change. Uh, so I reached out to his wife. Actually, I'm like, hey, is Dan okay? Um, and <laughs> she's like, oh, no, he's great. He feels great. He's getting healthy. I'm like, okay, cool. I want that. I don't know what he's doing, but I want it because I was, I was at the point where I was like, I don't even care. I just need something. So that was where I reached out to him. You know, We thought about it for a little while, got our finances situated, and then 
I went for it. So I actually started the day after I had knee surgery. So actually tomorrow is my four year anniversary of starting our health program. Uh, so it's kind of Incredible. a cool thing that we're doing this. Yeah. Doing yeah. this right now. Absolutely. But yeah. That's, that's kind of how, how that went. And so what was, tell me a bit about the program. You know, what is it like? What, what's the idea behind it? Cause there's a million programs out there. You know, what's, right. what's this one all about? So the difference I see with this one is it's, uh, it's not just about like losing the weight. It's about creating a healthier lifestyle and there's like four components to it. Uh, so one is the coaching, you know, you're, you're paired up with, you know, my friend that I saw ended up being my coach. So he's kind of accountability partner throughout the journey. Uh, we have great, you know, community. There's like weekly webinars and podcasts that you can listen to. So you're kind of working on the healthy mind part. There's a book that comes with the program. It's called the habits of health. And well, that was actually the key for me. I was at home recovering from my knee surgery about three weeks into the health journey. I mean, I was doing good as far as that goes, but I got tired of watching, you know, Netflix every day. And I was like, well, I got this book. I may as well read it. And one of the first chapters, it says, it's not your fault. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm listening now. I'm, I'll, I'll read further. But that really got my healthy mind going. That really started shifting some thoughts around food and, and understanding why for so many years I would gain all my weight back. And, and then there's the fourth component is our nutrition program. It's just a simple nutrition program. It's effective. Uh, you know, the program's been around well, now 17 years. And so it's just got, you know, proven data behind it and, and science and all that good stuff. But the biggest thing was just being immersed in that community. Um, that book really helped me because I never worked on the healthy mind part. It was always like just the body and then I get to my goal weight and go and celebrate with a pizza or something, you know? So there was never that, that process of, okay, what's next? And this really helped me go, okay, what's next? I got, I got here. Now what do we do, do to maintain it? And I've been maintaining for over three and a half years now. Well done, man. That's fantastic. So it's whenever I hear that it's not your fault thing, it's always good. But it always reminds me of the Goodwill hunting movie. Uh, you know, when he says it's not your fault and he finally breaks down and that's how you kind of breaks him and that kind of a thing. So yeah. is that yeah. similar, similar experience to what happened to you? Not quite the same, but still <laughs> like, you know, like for me, it was more of a, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. More of an awakening instead of a breakdown. But and what's it mean? What's it? It's not your fault. What does that mean? And what do they talk about? So a lot of what they were talking about in that certain chapter is just the environment, right? That we're all in. Well, here in America, at least, I'm not quite sure what Australia is like, but we want to visit there someday. But uh, it's just, you know, the environment that we're in and, you know, we're in an obesogenic world. I mean, we're just, you know, yeah, fast food everywhere. You have high calorie, low nutrition food available, you know, for a book anywhere you go. And, and for a lot of us, that's what we grew up on, unless our parents were aware of that. And so, we, you know, you are part of your conditioning. And for a lot of us, that's what we've been conditioned to know as food. And so when I start, like, started reading that and kind of just recognizing some of that and, and understanding like, okay, this is, this is just my past. And this is how I grew up understanding how I'm supposed to eat. Okay, now it's time to switch that. Now it's time to start making some different choices so that way I can live a healthier life and I don't have to worry about doing a, a diet again or, you know, 
getting to that range where my doctor's like, you should really lose some weight or we need to start medication because I don't ever want to have that conversation again. That's great, man. Uh, yeah. So it was, and I'm curious about the accountability partner. How was, how was that? How did that go for you? Cause I've run some programs in the past and one of the best, you know, getting feedback on it and you know, what was the best part about it and that kind of thing. Um, and to help you stick to it because you know, there's so much information out there and it's really not overly, it doesn't have to be overly complicated, does it? It's more about the mindset and then just staying accountable and having it be a, you know, that, again, that lifestyle change, not quick, fast, you know, easy, approach where you just drop your calories right down and suddenly you starve yourself and lose a bunch of weight because it's always going to come yeah. back. How did you go with the accountability partner side? How did that work out for you? Well, that, that was great because, you know, part of it is, so my wife is somebody that doesn't struggle with the scale. So, you know, she could eat McDonald's five days a week and not gain a pound. So, you know, when I was on my journey, they were still eating the way we were all eating as a family, which wasn't that great. You know, it was Papa John's, it was McDonald's. It was just, you know, a lot of the fast food. And, and when we cooked at home, we didn't cook too bad, but you know, there's still some stuff that we could have cut out. Um, so for me, it was really important that I had that community because it was just me at home, you know, doing, doing this. And, you know, so I had a bad time. I had somebody to reach out to, or if I had a question or if I'm just like, Hey man, I'm kind of struggling today. Can you kind of talk me through some stuff? Talk me off the ledge before I eat this pack of Oreos or whatever it was. Uh, so I think that that's huge. I think that's probably one of the biggest pieces that people miss is they don't have that community of support. They don't have people just to kind of, well, one celebrate with, but also if you're having a bad day, you know, so it's, it's cool when you're in your bathroom and you're like, yeah, I lost a pound. But when you could text your buddy and say, dude, I'm down another pound. And he's like, yes, this is awesome. So proud of you. Like that's a completely different feeling. Mm. So I, I think that's such a really a key thing is to find whatever you're doing is to find some kind of community. You know, there's tons of Facebook groups, obviously if you're joining a gym, hopefully, you know, there's a lot of community with that. Um, but just kind of immersing yourself with other people that are on moving in the same path as you. Yeah, I believe the community part is so key is because you're, you know, you have somebody that you're moving forward with, because with. otherwise it's just kind of you on your own. And, you know, it's, it's harder to just celebrate your wins or have somebody else uh, there, you know, when you're having a tough time. So finding that community and that connection with other people that are moving forward in the same path as you is so important. Absolutely. And how did you go at home? Because um, it's one of the biggest uh, concerns or questions that I get is, well, if I'm going to do this, you know, obviously I've got my family. How do we, do I have to make two meals? And what do I, you know, if your wife's not on board with you, you know, she's just doing her own thing. You're not going to try and force her down the healthy route because, you know, everyone has to find their own journey and their way there. Um, how did you go at home with the differences? Because obviously you were in one mindset and then your rest of your family just kind of kept doing what they were already doing. How did that go for you? For us, it worked out okay. Uh, some of the times we would just do like a protein, you know, we'd all share like, you know, if we had chicken or whatever that night and then the kids might have some other things and then I would have my side of vegetables or, you know, whatever else I was going to have with that. Uh, so we did that sometimes, but then, you know, we try to work in some of the healthier recipes. The kids weren't always buying into that. Um, but you know, again, there was the fast food and stuff. 
but you know, for the most part, if it was a night that they were eating that stuff, I would just kind of wait and make my own. I'd hang out with them. Uh, you know, luckily my willpower was at a point where, or I wouldn't say my willpower, but my, my drive to get to my goal was at a point where, you know, that didn't affect me anymore. And I was just like, Hey, this, that's cool. That's what you guys are eating. I'll eat, I'll eat a little bit later and you know, I'll be able to have what I want for to serve my purpose. And you guys go ahead and eat that. So, so we kind of mixed those two together a little bit because, you know, it was nice. Sometimes we could all sit down at the same time, but also I wasn't forcing what I was doing on everybody until they're ready. And then eventually my wife did start coming around and, um, she actually ended up doing our program. She lost a little bit of weight, but what she realized was how much better she felt eating healthier. So she would never pay for it on the scale like that, that never affected her, but it affected her energy, affected how she felt every day. And so that was a real big awakening for her is once she realized that that's really when we were both on board to start making some, some changes for our family. Amazing. How long did that process take to when you started to when kind of, you know, started ticking over to your wife, you know, taking that on board as well, would you say? I would probably say that took a good two to three months, I think. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the willpower, quote unquote, motivation or, you know, whatever you want to call that is such an elusive thing for a lot of people. And hearing you say that you were just able to, that your willpower or whatever you want to call it, resolve or, you know, you were just focused on your thing. What do you put that down to? Because that's quite a challenging thing for a lot of people is to see it, especially in their home. Um, dads, you know, with their kids and or the wife eating what they would just normally do and yet still being able to go, that's no, cool. They eat their thing and then I'm just going to eat my thing. What do you put that down to being able to make that switch in your brain? I think one is, uh, one is getting the results. I was getting amazing results. So I felt great. I didn't want to give those up, you know, so depending on what you're doing, you may not be getting, you know, a quicker result. So unfortunately you won't, maybe you will be excited about it. But the one thing to always fall on, if you're starting any kind of journey, uh, even if it's a business journey or, you know, a health journey, whatever that is, is finding your why. And I know a lot of times you, know, you probably hear that a lot and, but it's so important because there's, there's nothing pulling you through those bad, those bad times or those temptations. There's nothing on the other side of you saying no to that. Then you're just going to say, okay, that's fine. Forget it. I'll have that. But when you have a strong, why you have a strong vision of what you want on the other end of it. I think that's probably the biggest key. And that's where I see a lot of people, miss out, you know, a lot of uh, our clients is they don't have that strong why they just say, Oh, we we'll lose 50 pounds. But what does that mean? Cause you don't have to lose 50 pounds. I mean, you're living fine. You know, I mean, it's, but when you look at it and you go, well, that 50 pounds means I can play with my kids. That 50 pounds means I have the energy to keep up with them. And I don't take a nap when I come home from work every day. That 50 pounds means my knees feel better. Um, I'm getting off of my diabetic medication. You know, I'm able to pose in pictures with my family instead of hiding behind everybody all the time. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Like I, I let my spouse see me in my underwear, you know, whatever it is, you know, and that, that for me was actually 
maybe not, it wasn't my why, but I used to not let my wife see me in my underwear. <laughs> I was embarrassed by it. I would get dressed. I'd be like, Hey, don't look, <laughs> turn around, you know? So, so that's, that kind of hit home for me, like realizing like, Oh, Hey, you know, I don't mind if you see me with my shirt off or whatever. Yeah, that's but right. those are the things that are going to pull somebody through those tough times. Cause otherwise, I mean, what, what, what else would you do? You know, that food tastes good. Mm. Why would you give that up if you don't have any reason for it? And uh, you able to share what's your why? What was your why? Did you have that? Did you establish that or you just kind of felt that you just knew what it was? Did you, was it a process you actually went through to work out what your why was? Um, Cause I definitely resonate. I think it's, you know, fantastic. And it's a great thing to figure out. It's a key component. So how do you, you know, what was your why and kind of how did you figure that out? Or was it just, you just felt it. You just knew what it was. I kind of felt it a little bit more, but if I look back, uh, a lot of it was my kids. It was just wanting to be there for them. And, you know, as I went along, I think that developed more, uh, cause I really didn't, I didn't get that. Like my coach didn't really understand that yet cause he was brand new at it. And so, you know, like I started learning that as we went and then started realizing, okay, well, Hey, I'd love to be able to just run and not have knee pain at the end of the night. You know, I'd love to be able to stay awake and at work mid afternoon, not be falling asleep at my computer, <laughs> you know, be confident in my clothes and not have to stretch my shirt out every time I put a shirt on. You know, those are some of the things that were going through my head and, you know, just painting that vision of, what life could look like when you get there. But, you know, I remember, I remember sitting on the couch when I was at my heaviest and hearing myself breathe. And it was just like the worst feeling, like just hearing yourself kind of heaving almost. And, you know, just like, I think my why was to not feel like I was feeling right then. I mean, I, I just was sick and tired of being sick and tired and was like, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. Unreal. Um, and that was a, was the whole journey a process for you or you, did you decide, do you feel like you decided in the moment and you're like, that's it, this is all changing. Or you just like, well, I'm just going to kind of inch my way through it and figure it out as I go. Um, and then momentum built, or did you feel like you just had it from day one? Like the moment you looked at the photo and figured out the thing and then work started working out, you're like, that's it. It's, it's all changing now. Which, which direction, which way do you say you were more like? That was a process. Like that was the photo was a catalyst, you know, to, to kind of give me a kick in the butt, but even, even losing the weight and feeling better. Like, I think I didn't accept it till I was at like 40 pounds lost because I had gone through this so many times that I was just waiting for the rug to be swept out from underneath me. You know, so even accepting like people at work going, Hey skinny, Hey, you look great you know, I just make an awkward smile and just walk away. Cause I didn't, I wasn't there mentally yet. I wasn't there to accept like, Hey, this might actually work for me. Hey, this might be, you know, like, I mean, I was excited that I was losing weight, but I, I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop and it for, you know, to stop working and, you know, something to happen to derail me until I finally got to a point I was like, this is it. This is happening. So that was, that was tough for me for a little while because it was kind of a process and just, you know, really accepting that, Hey, you can do this. You are doing it and you're going to be able to really 
move forward with this. That took me on quite a while, but I think, you know, through that community, through, through the, uh, the healthy mind part and working on that, that really helped me throughout that process. Um, so did you notice any differences during that time with your kids? So from the start to the finish, you know, did you, have you seen any changes uh, in behavior or what they're saying or how they perceive you or their own health and that kind of a thing? Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, they really recognize the changes that we've made. They might not always like them, you know, cause sometimes uh, my oldest daughter is like, dad, why don't we get any unhealthy stuff at lunch? You know, <laughs> and they're not perfect. We, we get them stuff now and then, you know, but I think compared to maybe what a lot of other kids get at lunch, you know, ours is a little bit healthier and we kind of limit the, the sugary snacks and things like that. You know, we give them a bottle of water instead of a thing of high C or, you know, whatever that is. Um, I think that they were young enough that maybe, maybe they don't fully understand how dad was before. Um, but I think they, they enjoy the time that I'm out with them. Cause you know, we, we do a lot more stuff is like going out and hiking and riding bikes and, you know, playing and stuff like that. So I don't know that they remember the difference between it, but I definitely think they appreciate, you know, having a dad that's a little bit more active and out there doing stuff with them. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And so what's next? What's on the journey for you now? What's happening in your life currently? And what's, what's the next steps for you? So currently, like I said, I just turned 40. And so, you know, one of my journeys is, is fit for 40. So I really just trying to step up my fitness game and, you know, I've been maintaining my weight loss basically for the most part off nutrition all this time. And I just kind of want, want to step that up another level get my body fat percentage down a little bit more. You know, I'm not looking to have abs or anything like that myself, but I, I'd like to just be physically fit, be as strong as I can for my age and, you know, know that I'm just continuing to try to get just a little bit better. You know, I've realized in this journey is, is when I'm sitting stagnant, when I'm just kind of not setting that next goal, not setting that next mark is you can start to slide backwards. So I'm always trying to make sure that I'm, I'm setting that next thing. Cause I don't want to, don't want to go backwards. Luckily I have the, you know, the mindset and the skill set to stop myself and go, Oh, okay. I recognize that time for a shift, but now I'm just trying to set that next thing. And, and I, you know, I can't say that I always love going to the gym. I mean, I, you know, I get there and I'm like, okay, do like the Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one, you know, the five second rule and just get out of the car and go. But I always feel good afterwards. I'm always proud of myself that like, okay, I got that done. Now I can move, you know, throughout the rest of my day. And, and that was just another thing to, to check off the list. So once I'm in a routine, I'm pretty good. If I get knocked off my routine, then that takes me a little while to <laughs> get back on track. But for me, that's, that's the next part of the journey is just continuing to learn, continuing to learn new things, um, even on the nutrition side, but also just to, kind of see like what works best for me and understand that, you know, it's, it's not a failure if something isn't working. It's just like, okay, now I know I'll take that off my list because that that's not serving me. Now we'll try something different and know that it's just kind of a process. I think that's the biggest thing from in the past is, you know, I, it was only black and white. It was either you, you won or you failed. 
you know? And so if you had a bad day, oh, well, you're a failure. You suck. You're never going to be healthy. Now it's like, okay, that didn't work. That's fine. What can we, what can we do next? What's the next thing we could try? Yeah. And it really comes back to that thing of, um, you know, the growth mindset. There's a great book called mindset, uh, by I think it's Carol Dweck. Um, and it's all about, there's really two mindsets is a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And the fixed mindset says essentially, you know, once you fail, that's it. It's like, it's over, you know, there's, there's no, nothing after that. Um, whereas the growth mindset, well, you failed on that one thing. It just means you fall down you just get back up and you keep going because of course there's no end to this. I mean, until we're finished on planet earth, like it just, it just keeps going, you know, you'll have fit at, you'll have fit at 40 and then you'll have fit at 50 and then you have fit at 60. You know, it just keeps going. There's no, there's no goal end date here. It just, you just keep, you know, evolving and growing and changing and falling down and standing back up again and figuring out something new that you're going to do. Um, so I think that's a great approach that you're, you're taking clearly it's working for you. Um, how much total weight loss did you end up um, getting in the end just out of curiosity? I just got a little bit over 60 pounds. It was 62 nice. pounds. Unreal. Yeah. And so now you're working on the body composition stuff and trying to drop body fat. What kinds of stuff yeah. have you switched to now that you're working on that? Uh, as far as, well, like, like workout wise, have you, have you changed nutritionally at all to accommodate for that? Uh, what's, what's the difference? What's, what are you working on now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah. So I kind of switched to, you know, tracking my macros a little bit more and just, you know, I have my calorie base and how many, you know, how many fats, proteins, carbs I'm working on. Uh, actually just recently I decided to actually hop back on our program um, to, because we, now we have a kind of a performance, like we have a performance breakdown that we can use. And so I've been trying to use that with my workouts. So that way I can also offer that to our clients too and say, Hey, this is, this is my experience with that. So I've been working on that a little bit more. And then as far as the uh, workouts, I actually hooked up with a, a trainer that coaches our program, our nutrition program as well. And I've just been kind of working with him and, you know, working through some stuff. So Right now, for the most part, it's just the consistency and seeing, you know, where I can push and, you know, uh, adding in, what is it, BCCA aminos after, you know, after workouts. And it amazes me that you do those and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not as sore the next day. I'm like, wow, where has this been the rest of my life? When <laughs> I work out and I'd be so sore for the next three days, I never want to work out again. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's a cool process to understand and you know, every once in a while kind of flex in the mirror and go, Oh, okay. I see it. And, uh, you know, but I, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to be under 20% body fat, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20, um, see where that, see how I like that too. You know, I, I've been, you know, just above twenties, 25 for these last few years. And so I want to see, you know, what that looks like and how does that feel and how do I maintain that? And what kind of changes do I need to make? you know, to accommodate that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, like you said, you just keep going, you just keep evolving and, uh, it's, it's a process. You're just on the next version of that version, you know, 2.0 of the process. Exactly. Yep. Fantastic. Anything else you wanted to share before we finish up? I think just for any of the dads out there, um, well, first of all, give yourself some grace, but also just understand that you can make those changes and, it's going to take time and it's going to be a journey and it's going to be something that you are going to have hiccups at. You're going to trip up, you're going to fall down, but just understand that's part of it. And don't ever, 
don't ever focus on what's going on now. Just focus on that, that place that you want to be and adjust. You know, it's, it's like a gym room, just adjust your sail. You're going different direction. All you have to do is adjust your sail, get back on course and course correct. Cause, uh, the longer that you wait, the further off track from your destination you're going to be. So just know that it's not a failure. You're not failing. You can never fail unless you quit and just give up. You know, I was, I was close to failure because I had mentally thrown in the towel and luckily, luckily I found something that worked for me. And that's probably the other thing too. It's just find what works for you. Everybody's different. Um, what we do, I love it. I love helping the people that we get to help now. You know, that was part of my journey too, is I decided to coach other people and created a, a pretty awesome business out of it. So now I get to own my own time, help other people get healthy. But one of our passions is helping dads get healthy because I love, I love seeing dads show up in their kids' lives and not be, you know, tired and sitting on your phone while your, your kids are playing the whole time, actually being out there and playing with them and, you know, being active with them that for your kids, if it doesn't do anything for you, which it should, but that for your kids is going to be life-changing and they are just going to remember that and know that, you know, man, I had a fun dad. He was out there doing stuff with me. He's out there riding bikes and, you know, like I take my girls to the skate park every once in a while. I'm 40, so I got to watch what I do, but it's still fun to get out and roll around for a while, but just, they're going to, they're going to remember that kind of stuff. So do all you can to just be the best version of yourself because, I mean, honestly, you owe it to them. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's a great way to, uh, great way to wrap up for the day. So you, but you threw a Jim Rohn quote in there as well. And obviously, you got some Tony Robbins. We talked about the Goonies. Like you're, I think you're my new, my new favorite person. All my favorite I'll things take, right there. <laughs> you're an Iowa Australian, so I love that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's a good combination. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what happens in the process 2.0 for you. All right, Miles. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That's this week's episode of the Be Their Dad Show. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.